This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. That means, yeah. Hey, what's up, Carl? How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing, Taylor? I'm doing all right. I turned uh, 32 last week. Dude, uh, congratulations. Thanks, man. 32 is uh, not a cute age. Not, <laughs> not cute anymore. Like, when you're, like, 20, even, like, 27, people are like, 13. oh, that's cute. But then yeah, you're, like, yeah. 32, and people are like, are you still here? <laughs> right. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, like even 30, because it's, like, a... a you know, denomination yeah, it's a, 10. Yeah, it's a base 10, yeah. Right, you, it's a big one. Did you celebrate? Because I'm of the opinion that you don't celebrate. Like, after, like, you know, 16, you don't. You get major birthdays, and then that's it, 30. And- yeah, I mean, I didn't... I, I don't really make a big deal out of my own birthday, but... Uh, I, I was actually going to keep it pretty quiet, but the cel- the universe found a way to cel- make me celebrate. Oh, well, that's was good. cool. Yeah, it felt good. Um, yeah, I had a good time, but it's just, you know, 32, it's like... You read in the newspaper about like a, some thirty-two-year-old dying in an accident, accident, and you're like, hey, "That's a good uh, run." Yeah, yeah. You're like, "All right, that's fine." Like, I wonder, <laughs> you know, like sick, like you know, uh, uh, a younger person now. You're like, "Oh, what a tragedy." Thirty-two. Right. You're like, "Well, wonder what, uh, wonder what the Dilbert comic <laughs> is." <laughs> Let's just pay, page over to Dilbert. Yeah. I, I, I feel you, man. It, that's so true. Uh, it's like because I occasionally will smoke cigarettes, and then I'm and I'm thinking about it because I'm thirty-four, and I'm like, man, people like. Get lung cancer at like thirty four yeah. from smoking, you know. I yeah, because mentally, quit. mentally, we're still, you know, you think that you're like six or seven years younger than you actually are. Yeah, definitely. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I, know. I know. And I feel like rock and roll years are like dog years, where it's like at least seven for every one. Because my brother is older than I am, and we look at each other, and I'm like, oh my god, I look so much older than you. Yeah, so it's a it's a stressful life. Yeah, so many of our influences have been dead for years by the time, right, you know, exactly. like by this age. And then you hear Jimi Hendrix and you think like everything Jimi Hendrix did was younger. Same with like Kurt Cobain or whoever, Amy Winehouse. Everything they did was younger than I am, you know, or, and it's just that that always blows my mind. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I don't I don't really want to dwell on this right okay. now, yeah. Carl. Uh, <laughs> well, you fucking brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I did. And I, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's, it's all right. This is not a, a yeah, birthday it's not a pod- podcast. Yeah, it's not a podcast. It's about our inevitable mortality. <laughs> um, this is about music. This is about music. And songwriting. And man, have we got a treat for everybody today. Rotom is here to play some tunes for us. How you doing, man? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, so, Thanks for joining so us, So excited. Likewise. Yeah, so uh, Rotom Steven, uh, Sivan? Yeah, that works. Sure, cool, thanks. <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> uh, yeah, man, uh, well, thanks for joining us. Do you want to get into uh, your first song? Sure, yeah, I'll do that. And it's interesting, um, I remember for me, like, when I, I write a song, I kind of remember the, a lot of time the place mm-hmm. and time and vibe of the situation. And with this song, I uh, I was in on vacation um, in Sinai, which is like basically Egypt, like really close to Israel mm-hmm. on the beach. You're from Israel. I'm from Israel, yes. Yeah. And uh, it's like the, for us, it used to be like the ultimate vacation because it's super close, very inexpensive, amazing, mm-hmm. like, you know. And um, yeah, now it's a little bit more tricky, but still possible. And um, so I used to go there a lot with my family. And then that was one of the first time I went there by myself with, with, uh, with a girl maybe. And um, and I remember like writing this or like trying basically bought like an acoustic guitar there, mm-hmm. a nylon string guitar, which was also my first guitar, and um, just trying to mess around. And I I was into jazz then, but I wasn't like you know I just started like the the path, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know what I'm doing, and I was just trying to mess around. And I really remember like looking at the stars and like thinking just like. I don't know, because I wrote this song, so I have these memories uh-huh. and like that I, I don't have from that period. But with this song, it's very clear. I, yeah, in your re- memory? Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Do you so, have a name for the song? Yes. I'm trying to think what I called it or like what... Man, I don't think I had a name when I named it mm-hmm. then. Um, now I call it Rustic Heart. Yeah, but I don't, I'm trying to think like what was the Hebrew name for that. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, okay. Rustic Heart? Yes. Oh, I'm excited to hear it. 
Uh, so should I just play it? Yeah, yeah let's go it. for it, man. Okay, I'll move this a little bit. That was great. Uh, you said you're, that was like the beginning of the path of jazz. It seems pretty solidly in the jazz vein. Uh, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of minor sevenths and, and stuff like that. But it's, it's a great tune. Uh, do you consider yourself a jazz player now? Yeah, I mean, well, that's a, it's a very interesting uh, question for me right now. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm like my, my heritage, like my past is definitely like completely if you would ask me that question in a lot of moments in my life I would say yeah I play mm -hmm. jazz but right now the band started to shift about a year ago um it just happened so um so we right now the music is not exactly jazz anymore I feel and we're starting to play um in different venues and collaborate with other bands that are definitely not mm -hmm. jazz bands and starting to do kind of open up for different bands you know just like do you feel, is that a little, a bit freeing for you? Very, yeah, it's amazing. It's interesting because jazz is supposed to be this totally free form of music and then it kind of sounds like it's a little limiting now for, for you or kind of for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's very, very specific. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I mean, it's amazing and there, within the format, you, you can be very free, but if you zoom out of it, again, it's like a universe, you know, so once you're in it, it's just like, that's what you see and it's amazing. There, it's, it's, you have a lot of freedom. But it's very, very specific. And I think for a lot of people, the difference between um, a saxophone player, which is, is amazing, is a good friend and amazing saxophone player, his mm -hmm. name is Ben Wendell and, and uh, Wayne Shorter, they might not really hear the difference for right. most people. You know, they'll yeah, hear yeah. saxophone, it sounds beautiful and great, but it'd be like, it's saxophone, it's jazz. You know, right. they, they wouldn't really like, and for, for me or for anyone in, in the, you know, scene of jazz, it's like, Oh, this is like a you know My, light years different. away. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. I mean, I think for us, like the, just the zooming is very, very, very big. So like a lot of people, I think most guitar players would sound pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like jazz sound. Okay, that's Joe it. Paz, right. Yeah. And for for us, like I mean, jazz guitar players, like okay, this is a different thing. So totally. now when you're asking me if I'm a, a jazz guitar player, so I, I think I want to say no. Oh, okay, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, can we talk a little bit uh, specifically about that song and uh, kind of the, the chord structure? You kind of have these, it, it kind of descends and then it ascends. Uh, is this, are you just writing it in the moment? Um, or is this something that you're like, uh, had been thinking about for a while? Um, with that song, I was just writing it when I was there, mm -hmm. um, just messing around and, I mean, I think for me, I was trying to articulate it many times. I, you know, doing some workshops about music and when we're touring and stuff like that and trying to like just understand how I'm thinking about things. So like 
sometimes when people ask me, so how do you, you know, how do you write music? And, um, and I think usually the best answer I can come up with, and that's how I really feel about it, is I'm trying to really enjoy the sound. Like in the sense of everything is beautiful, you know, if you like, again, take a second and you're like, okay, so, so playing this like one note, this is, if you really listen, it's, it's wild, mm -hmm. you know? So then like, if that's how you feel, so then like if you're playing like, uh, like three notes, mm -hmm. so then like I don't know how to play it right now. I mean, I can tell you the chords, but it's not nothing. But now what I would do would be maybe like saying like, I like that, but maybe I want a different sound. So mm -hmm. then I'll start messing around and try to figure like what I'm kind of hearing and feeling and trying to then kind of finalize segments of the song because there are always those crossroads, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'll try to finalize like the two or four bar and then like maybe I'll write it down or just kind of say, okay, that's it. Going forward, what am I hearing and stuff like that. So, but the main thing it would be like really trying to like enjoy the sound of whatever it is you know uh -huh. it doesn't matter what style it is and doesn't matter if it's complicated or, or like super like right it's you know that's it's if you like if you're there and you're connected with that so it's beautiful do so you have any, do you have an emotion that you're going for when you're writing um and like when you're t attached to the sound yeah oftentimes there would be something that like I'm feeling that there would be like some idea or like a vague emotion that I'm feeling mm -hmm. and um yeah and i and I think like also that helps in making a good song like you're in a mood you know like you're really sad or you're really happy or or you're feeling something um and and then you like try to express it and sometimes like i I really like writing on on piano or you know I feel like it's liberating a little bit for me because um, I, I see the guitar and it's like I, I see all these structures all the time and and sometimes when I go to piano it's like so fresh so right. it's like easier yeah. for me to play simple things simpler things uh -huh. and be like yeah it sounds great and then I'll be like oh yeah I'm playing you know yeah that's the mind it's like but it feels so much different when you're using like a weird voicing on a piano yeah. and it can be inspiring even exactly even if you know you're you're like oh c minor old hat but then you play it on a piano like in a weird voice and you're like ooh, now i'm feeling you know right. i'm feeling this right now yeah exactly and it's it sounds good i mean and it's sometimes when i do it it's not even a weird voicing it's just like so simple mm -hmm. but on the piano i feel comfortable doing that yeah. and then when i actually look at the notes i'm like oh i'm playing <laughs> yeah. like, but that sounds really good it's the same thing like uh -huh. you're like enjoying the sound well yeah of course it's easy position and but it still sounds good that's why people i think you know yeah, right. choose this kind of voicing of c minor yeah you're like okay you know it's the fifth is on top yeah you have the third okay yeah right yeah it sounds great and when you really <laughs> when you really feel good about the things that you're playing even very simple things and it feels good to you and you feel good about them that's what translates to other people and that's something that you can't really you know that's the that's the thing that can't really be faked or mm -hmm. um, substituted for, you know. When yeah. you hear sometimes when you hear, I feel like when you hear a song, and it's just a very simple vamp or a very simple riff, just maybe like even one chord. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> like I'm into, you know, because it's like you can tell that they are feeling that even extremely simple for sure thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, every I think music is like about you know expressing emotions and feelings through a certain you know i mean through sounds and then mm -hmm. you can say well i'm playing punk rock so it has like the language of that style and the sound and you know maybe also like dress code and and mm -hmm. stuff like that but then if you're playing classical music it has different codes right. and different language you know or dialect depends on how close or far it is mm -hmm. but um but it's the same concept it's the same idea we're just using elements to express these feelings and yeah, emotions and ideas yeah languages have different grammar but they all are expressing essentially the same concepts of you know universal human yeah yeah things um cool well uh so that was that was the first kind of yeah yeah that's good. i think we're done we're yeah. done wrap yeah. it up yeah. we kind of got to got to the end of that one early um <laughs> uh uh 
so that was the, kind of the first, um, or at least one of the first sort of complete pieces that you sort of like, oh, there's enough kind of meat here to yeah. like show this. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so uh, now you're in New York. How long have you been living here? Like uh, nine years. Nine years? Yeah. Cool. And uh, you're playing around a lot? Yeah, so we're playing a lot in New York. And um, and actually, I mean, I think we, we're touring even more than we're playing here. So we're doing a lot of touring in mainly Europe, some South America, um, and, and some of the U.S. Now we're trying to do more and more in the U.S. We have a, a tour. We're releasing an album soon in, in August, late August, August 31st to be exact, yeah. called My Favorite Monster. And then we're doing a tour in Florida and Costa Rica um, from mid-August, and then we'll do some tours in uh, in Europe. And there's also something very exciting that uh, I hope to confirm in a few days. So I'll tell you oh, guys. Oh, cool. Okay. I yeah. can't wait yeah. to hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that brings us up. That sounds like, like you got a lot going on. Uh, do you want to play us something that you've uh, been working on recently, like your latest, sure. latest thing? Yes, I'll do that. Um, so again, I'm I'm playing a solo version, but it's with a band. But, uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, I'll try my best. Hmm. Wow, holy shit. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Do you have a name Thank for you. that one? 
Yeah, it's called Knives. Mm. So, um, yeah. So you're playing that one solo. Um, and we got to ask, uh, you've got a lot of gadgets here. Uh, we'll put some photos up online when the episode goes up. Um, but you're playing a guitar. You're playing a custom guitar uh, with a lot of extra stuff on it you don't normally see. Um, Bleeps and bloops and the monsters. Oh, yeah, we got, yeah, you got some monsters on the... On the uh, tuning pegs, you've also got a uh, calculator drum machine on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also got on top, that's, that's like a little uh, analog synth thing. Yes. Uh, um, you've got a microphone replacing one of your, uh, your uh, pickups, it yes. seems. Yeah. There, so you can get the, the tapping on the, the inside of your body the guitar uh you're running through a whole bunch of different pedals and loop stations here um it you know and uh you know it's cool it's uh it you know a lot of stuff yeah a lot of a lot of stuff you know it kind of reminds me of how you know louis armstrong you know a lot of like the pads on his <laughs> uh, saxophone were running midi out into like a bunch of you know yeah you know <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean i really got the idea from like fats waller more but whatever. yeah um how, how did that start how did all this um adjustments on your guitar begin yeah i mean I think, I mean, it was kind of random. I mean, um, so I really wanted to have, like, to have a, an acoustic guitar and, um, like, an acoustic sound. So I got a microphone because mm-hmm. I was like, well, this what? is... I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. what, what kind of guitar is this? It's a Gibson... So it was a Gibson Howard Roberts. Okay. It was. <laughs> now it's a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a spaceship. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for the moment that I can get espresso out of it. Yes. Like, <laughs> then I'm all set. I'm like, I got, I got this set. <laughs> Um, so yeah, basically, um, I wanted an acoustic sound, so I, I, I got this microphone and it was, uh, I'm not going to name the company, but it sounds like shit. <laughs> and, and so I sure, didn't, sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't use it cause I was like, ah, this is not cool. And, um, and then I had this gig with a singer and it was a duo thing and, and we actually had like a little tour and I was like, kind of, you know, I was like, okay, no drums, huh? Duo, huh? Okay. Let me try to figure it out. So I was like, oh, and I tried to use that microphone for a second. I was like, maybe it's a cool sound. I was like, no, but then I tapped it. Like I hit it and I was like, oh, it makes like then the sound of like, you know, the, yeah, I'll I'll hit it. So, I mean, just, you know, it has a lot of sound. And And echoes through the chamber. So so it's kind of cool. And I was like, ah, what happens if you just like, you know. I was like, ah, I can do, make like a little looped thing. Uh-huh. And, and then got something to play too. And then like, yeah, and, and that's kind of nice and fun. So then I got into that. And then I went to India, actually. Um, I was doing like a teaching and playing residency um, for about three months. And I studied some percussion, took lessons with like, the guys there. And then, then this is why I have the pink sock, which you can see. <laughs> well, so you pink guys sock? can see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> basically, I was trying to like work on some sounds with him, and he's like, you know, Merdangan player. So uh-huh. it does uh, sound a lot like a tabla. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was trying to do, and I was trying like, to figure like pra- practice some sounds and and then like to have like a different like sound and right. So wow. basically, like, I started practicing stuff like that a little bit and trying to figure it out. And then I was like, wait, I can also do brushes, which I don't have on me. I'm sorry. But then, like, I, you know, incorporated that and uh-huh. doing some layers. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I, I, I was like, okay, I can get a, a better um, loop station because I had the pose that could do one thing. And well, then yeah. the, all the other stuff was in, had to be in the same length. So if you had, and it's pretty hard. And I, I was like, wow, I, I tried to do, like, a loop for, like, 12 bars and be accurate Many, it's many, many, many really times. Hard. And yeah, I was like, I this is not happening. <laughs> right. Like, and I, I practiced that. I was like, I can do it. I was like, no, you can't. I can't. It's like, no, it's not happening. And like, then when you, have a me- and when you mess up on a loop, it just keeps coming back. And oh, you have, it's it's so oh, I feel so bad because I've seen, I've seen a, a decent number of loop-based artists, solo loop-based artists, and sometimes you can tell on stage like, oh, they fucked up that layer <laughs> and they cannot go back. Right. So now they're going to have sad, to live with yeah. that for the next like three minutes. It's a sad moment yeah. for sure. So, yeah, so... <laughs> well, um, to, I have a question about your band, and our, when you're playing with a full band, what's the, 
if you could tell me what the instrumentation is for the band and do you do the loop station with the band is that uh does it work well in a band setting where um it does work well i'll explain yes so basically again everything is like a process so uh, i'll finish the the story about the guitar and then i'll I'll explain about the um so so i got that and then and then i was like ah what about like more acoustic sound so i changed the bridge to a piezo bridge which Mm -hmm. i thought also it was more actually, I think, for the sustain because I talked with other people and people, and I had like a wooden bridge before, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, you know, metal. I mean, it's really bright, but it has much more sustain." And I was like, "Okay, I'm into that," you know, because right. guitar is so short and sad. Right. I mean, not sad, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we. I mean, it's just like there's so less overtones than you know, piano or other instruments. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm always trying like to kind of do stuff to make it sound better if it's like a little bit of reverb or too much reverb or delay or different things to just make the sound better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two amps on stage and doing that the vibe, you know, the stereo right. thing. And in that sense, like having the, the actual guitar have more sustain <clears throat> would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, um, I need coffee, I think. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, and then I... I just saw something that is, um, there is a MIDI like pickup and I was like, this is amazing. So then I got the MIDI pickup and I'm, um, it's not right now connected, but I'm, you know, working with that with the band. Mm-hmm. So it's all these sounds together combined. Um, so when we're playing, we started doing some of the loop stuff live, mm-hmm. but then, you know, when it gets really loud and we get very, very loud. Um, so you know, it's hard for the drummer to actually hear the loop. Oh yeah. So then I kind of stopped it for a second, and then and then I figured it out. We did the last tour was uh, we did something in in Texas and um, uh, Arkansas like a few weeks, mm-hmm. and um, and then I was like, ah, I can actually send the drummer um, just direct out from my loop. So that's what I'm doing right now. And he has like a little mixer and he controls it. He has oh, headphones okay. all the time. Yeah. Mm. So he doesn't have a click. It's just like when I'm looping, mm-hmm. he can hear it as loudly as, and clearly as he wants to. How does oh, he, wow. Man, how, thank you. How does he feel about that? Because I've always kind of wondered that um, for a drummer, if the loop is set, then the rhythm is set and you can't, there's no variation, which... I don't oh, know. But it it, yeah, like it it's not playing like it's just playing like it's another layer. It's just mm-hmm. another layer of sound. So like what I was doing in before, like you know, the, when I was just playing solo. Mm-hmm. So I would have something maybe like that, but then that would go through the house, so they hear it as a layer. But the drama would not like it. Just like it would be on the same grid and the same tempo. Right. But he doesn't care. Like he'd just do a lot of things. Other yeah, things. Yeah. It's, it's like, still open. Yeah, it's still yeah, really yeah. Open. Yeah. What's the instrumentation of the band? You and a drummer. So uh, it's a trio plus a lot of time we have some singers coming in. So mm-hmm. right now it's um, drums, um, like a, you know, a kit, like drums and but also um, electronic drums. So uh-huh. both bass, sometimes a little bit of key bass and um, and sometimes vocals. But the basic thing is a trio is mm-hmm. bass, drums and guitar with a lot of sounds. <laughs> and you guys have been playing with uh, together, even playing with the same trio for a while. Well, yeah, I mean, this band in this format is maybe almost a year. Okay. Yeah, a little bit less than a year, actually. Yeah. And th- for this song that you just played, um, what's the percentage of it that's improvisational? And what, pers- if you you know, just ballpark it, or is it is any of it improvisation? Yeah, yeah, I think about 50%. So, I mean, the first section that I played was the actual song, and mm-hmm. then that was nice. And then I went into this vamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started, that's where I uh, brought uh, Gandhi to join us. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then, yeah. And then there was a soul section, uh-huh. like a little soul. So I was just improvising over these chords and I was like, okay. Is that pretty standard for, for a set for every song? There's uh, kind of a solo section in the, middle? there are many with souls. There are some that don't have, mm-hmm. um, they're just like a song. Um, which I like as well. I'm trying to find a balance because, um, and I'm, I mean, yeah, I just like, I don't like when the songs are too long. I like it when it's kind of short and like, okay, next. I mean, that's how I hear music. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm hearing it like that and I play guitar, it's just like, you know. Right, somebody that's not. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. Pretty. Right. That's really cool. That's uh, amazing stuff, man. I, I, I love watching you uh, move around. And then, of course, when you introduce Gandhi to a song, because that, has that ever been a bad thing? Right. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> or if it is, you can't say anything. <laughs> um, cool, man. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to, uh, to the next song, uh, Best Song. Cool. So this is Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean. 
beautiful that was beautiful this is a question i've wondered for so many years how do you name a instrumental song <laughs> how did you come up with the name indian ocean on that one yeah i was in india okay yeah. <laughs> <Got any more laughs> and uh, i was walking on the beach of the indian ocean and um and there was this girl i really really missed mm-hmm. and I, I was like i think i texted her i was like ah there's an indian ocean between us because like all the hours are flipped like she mm-hmm. was in the u.s and i was there and it was like 12 hour or 11 and a half something it, it was in a half i remember it was like, i was like what is that an <laughs> option <laughs> it's like, so it was 11 and a half hours like this is that's unreal crazy. yeah yeah so so that's how it came about <laughs> and you had the melody already done or you just had the concept for the song no i mean it, i i was messing around a little bit with the guitar and i did like a voice memo or something like maybe like the first like few chords mm-hmm. and i was like and I liked it, but it, it wasn't a song. It wasn't and, and then I was like, okay, I, I kind of want to f- try and figure it out. So I, I spent a lot of time trying to figure like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then that's what happened. And now actually I, I, I kind of wanted to use that sound because um, I would play that on an acoustic guitar, I think. Um, on the recording, this is again one of the songs from the new album. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, on the recording, I did my regular guitar and also I doubled with an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. So I, now I use the piezo pickup just to get it like the, that. Acoustic the sound? High, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what kind of acoustic are you playing? Like nylon string? I know you had mentioned that earlier or is it just a steel? I have the worst acoustic ever. I bought it for $49. <laughs> That's beautiful. It was smashed like the whole, yeah. And then I and I, I, I kind of fixed it a little bit and I took it uh, to someone to do a setup. So I spent like $100 setting it up. Uh-huh. But it's cool. Like, I mean, it's not a great instrument, but right. I love it. It's awesome. And the intonation is good on it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, you're using like a really cool, uh, like weird hybrid picking, like interesting rolling yeah. thing with like. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, okay. with uh, with your right hand on that song, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I I just like um, I'm just playing with a pick, I guess, and I'm trying to have like the other three notes. I'm using like all five of my fingers, like two to hold the pick and the three other, mm-hmm. like to like, kind of do like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of did it always. I don't know. That's how it like, when I played jazz, I just didn't like the pick sound. Like, I mean, if you, you know, hit it, it's fine. But just like when people playing chords, like I didn't, I never liked that. Like, uh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Just such a, and in jazz universe, so like, you know, that sound is like, I think for me, it was better. So I just got used to like, versus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your plane does not, your, your plane has a very smooth attack. Everything seems like it's very like, uh, rounded off, not a lot of sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is really cool. Um, smooth human being. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about some of your major influences, um, you know, sure. past. Past and present. Yeah, so I mean, it start. It all started. I mean, it really started <laughs> from. Uh, I mean, it did start from jazz. Like it was like I was really, really into jazz. What for, jazz guitar player? Wes yeah, Montgomery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Wes and Pat Metheny and mm-hmm. a little bit of Schofield. I, I mean, one of the first people someone gave me like an album to check out was Christiane Scudet. So I just like it's kind of random, you know. Nobody mm-hmm. really like checking it out, but I just like listened. That was one of the first album that I like looped. Mm. So I have like an emotional connection to that. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I'm not not trying to say, but just like I mean, it's not like an obvious um, person, I guess, to like mention in jazz universe. So 
what what drew, what drew you to it uh the jazz guitar as opposed to rock or punk or something yeah like i i remember like playing like studying guitar and and just like playing the songs and stuff you know like just like songs mm-hmm. and then like my teacher was like oh check out these like scales and i was like cool and then he's like ah oh, you know it's like and then he showed me some stuff and and i was like wow this is amazing and i remember feeling like it's like a world of sound that I don't understand at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but I, I really wanted to be a part of it. So I was like, okay, I remember that feeling very clearly. Like, I mean, not just jazz, just like music. I was mm-hmm. like, I remember listening to, to Bach and being like, what, <laughs> what's going on? Those are, yeah. those are amazing formative experiences when you hear something new, which uh, unfortunately happened less and less as you get older. Um, I feel, uh, but like when you hear something for this first time and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck this is. It's (laughs) so cool. And it is so alien to like what I'm, my conception of music. Yeah. And Uh, it's, it's it's, it's pretty intoxicating. It's amazing. And I had that feeling recently actually, because I was so like in jazz and classical music world for, for many years, Mm -hmm. I literally didn't check anything. So like there are major things in the world that I don't know. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like really funny, like people in the last two years would like mention, you know, very, very mainstream people. And I'd be like, what? They'd be like, where are you? (laughs) Where where have you been? You know? And I'm like, like, wow, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I just like started checking hip hop and stuff like that about two and a half years ago. And I'm still like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who are you listening to? Who are some of your favorites? Um, Honestly, I love the pop stuff. I mean, I like, you know, the classic, like, uh, Big Al and like you know different guys from like the '90s and stuff yeah. like the classical the classic um, tradition of hip hop. Yeah, right. But um, but I love. I mean, it's just like the, the I mean, so many great artists, honestly. And I started working a lot with uh, people in in the New York scene. Yeah. Um, like hip hop artists and singer songwriters, and it's amazing. I just love it. I mean, yeah. I, there's there's so many guys and and they're putting out. Everybody's putting out music like. All the time, too. It's That's mad. what blows my mind, too. Yeah, it's we like, just, they put, I, we just put out an album. Now we're putting out another one. And I'm like, in the rock world, you're like, once a year is almost too much, you know? And yeah. And like doing it all the time. Well, yeah, with hip-hop artists, you know, you can have, uh, the advantage is that you can have multiple producers working with the same MC. So you have a lot more work that you can right. choose from to... Uh, and the yeah. live show isn't necessarily held to such a high esteem as in, uh, you know, say rock world or whatever yeah it's yeah, more they, stream of consciousness they would play with with tracks you know it's like mm-hmm. I'm, i mean i wasn't aware of that as an option in the world <laughs> i was like how is that happening like i i heard the first like i was in this hang you know and mm-hmm. it was like a people played live and i was kind of in the back and it was a lot of people and i was like like wow that band sounds good and it was like people look at me was like what what band I was like he, <laughs> he's playing right it's like yeah, dude, that's a track. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just realized like six months ago that you can open up for a band. I, you know, I didn't know that's like an option. We played this like triple bill at Rough Trade with uh, Kindu and, and uh, Little Tybees. And then I was like, oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it's an option. In jazz, you don't have like, oh, let me open up for it. It's like, no. <laughs> Two sets. No. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, when did you first start playing guitar? Um, I started when I was like kind of, uh, I guess in middle schoolish, but I, I wasn't really serious. So I just like played chords and mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a little before, but I, I didn't, I was just like playing like, you know, right. And I was like, it was fun, but I didn't, you know, practice anything. And then I wasn't, when I was in high school, I really got into it. And then in Israel, I mean, you were supposed to go to the army, um, after high school. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Wow, and I really got into music. I was like obsessed, you know. Mm-hmm. I really like all I wanted to pra- is like to practice. I mean, all I did was like practicing and trying to figure it out, and I was very like uh, concerned. <laughs> like, you know, it's like okay, and I really tried to break it down and understand, you know, all the elements, like why, what's needed for to be a good musician, and. Mm-hmm. Okay, you gotta work on your ears. Okay, so I like wrote a lot of dictations and recorded a ton of chords and like studied like you know classical harmony and and different things. I was like, okay, you need to like you know be able to play well. Okay, time. Okay, metronome scale. You know all these elements. Uh-huh. Um, and and then I was like, okay, if I'm doing the army, I can't really do that. Mm-hmm. So I decided 
to not do it, which is very tricky because you are not allowed. Like it's illegal, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so there so was like, I told them I'm crazy. <laughs> I mean, the long story is a bit longer, and we can uh -huh. have a drink later. And okay, yeah, uh, and, <laughs> tell and, us the details. Yeah, the details. Did you wear a dress or something? Not too far. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, but but just like yeah, but it was like kind of intense. But eventually they they accepted uh -huh. um, me not not going there, and I legally you know got mm -hmm. out. Oh. And then I was like, okay. So, and then after high school, basically went to study. Uh, so I studied classical music in Israel, studied composition. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to go study jazz in New York, but I was like, okay, I'll start there because mm -hmm. I wanted to know kind of the roots and basic things in music. Uh -huh. I was like, yeah, I am learning Palestrina, but this is all connecting eventually. That that was my mindset. I mean, uh -huh. and it is because it's Western-based music, so, right. you know, it's all connected. Yeah, and, I mean, of course, I mean, like, studying Bach for, like, four years and being able to write a fugue is not necessarily what you need for to play a standard well, but definitely it will help your, you know, harmonic conceptions and, mm -hmm. and sensitivity and just, like, information and uh, voice leading and things like that that hopefully could translate into music if it's jazz or other things and be like and also i mean hearing you know like we had um harmonic dictations like twice a week for like four years and it started explain from, what that is um, you're, like your tone you're, you have to write it down yeah like you hear chords like mm -hmm. progression i guess like it's like a song but it starts very simple like with a few chords and then eventually it becomes very very complex with a lot of modulations mm -hmm. to different places like the final test in the like ear training was like writing a choral like a Bach choral which is like four parts mm -hmm. just use your, your headphones mm -hmm. and you know like writing it wow. which is cool because I mean it's not that crazy once you like get into it and practice it because but they're like all those inner voices it's like oh wait what's going on there you right. know but it's like yeah but so that was really helpful I think to like be stronger right as a bass yeah. as a musician yeah 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 if you, yeah I guess if you can write music without hearing it that's pretty fucking helpful <laughs> yeah it's helpful yeah um yeah well cool uh let's uh let's move on to the worst With the worst song the worst we're song. gonna ask you to play Ooh. your worst song that you For got sure. <laughs> so this is my worst song um it's called um Sefi's blues it's a blues and uh i think like i didn't have any conception for this song i actually recorded it and um i mean i i mean the conception was i wanted to play fast and i wanted to like solo over something really easy <laughs> and like now i'm like oh seriously so uh i mean you know so here goes okay yeah. just like uh yeah just playing fast and uh -huh. I mean, nonsense like stuff yeah. yeah i i mean i i can't really pick out the uh the, the 12 bar blues in there uh kind of bouncing around a lot it's, i mean it was also too fast i played it way too fast than the fast that it was already supposed to be and <laughs> i was like ah and i don't have the rhythm section I'm like okay i'll just do something <laughs> yeah. Just um yeah i the first riff made me sound of like it made me think of like maybe like a cartoon where a man's hat blows off in New York City and it's <laughs> blowing around the city and there's like a streetcar and like beeps. That's mm -hmm. kind of the vibe that I got. I don't know if anyone else got that. <laughs> I, I didn't, but I like the imagery. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I was just trying to like play to like like do like a cool New York uh, open sound. 
I don't know, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> Just like some, you know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You you just think that you were trying too hard to stuff too much stuff in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It, sometimes you're like, this is clever, and you're like, but then like a couple of days later, you're like, oh, I don't feel this at all. <laughs> yeah, know? I don't think even it's clever. I just think it's like awful. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you asked for the the worst song. Right. No, we, yeah, we, 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 yeah. We do specifically ask for that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's always um, this uh, thing in, in writing too Where you're like You kind of want to show off a little bit You know You want to show off your chops So But then whenever you can go back And see that you That's what you're trying to do It's like At least in my experience It's embarrassing Because you're like Oh shit I, You know I yeah. just wanted to play I wanted to show everybody I could play fast And then you're like Oh that's just me playing fast Yeah Yeah I think that's I, I think as you get older though You kind of grow out of that You know I mean uh Yeah I don't know. I, I, I felt like I used to try to do that a lot more when I was younger. And just like, oh, I learned a new technique. Like, let me try to, you know, let me try to do it. Let me try to hit the top of my range. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just as much like show myself that I can do it other than that. But then ultimately it's just like, uh, this, this doesn't come from like any like genuine place. Mm-hmm. Just an exercise. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, thanks for coming, Rodham. This has been a, a great time. And uh, I love talking about all your pedals and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. We, Thanks. This, you're the first non, uh, or the first instrumental guest that we've had. Oh, uh, cool. Purely, because I think... Because uh, you can't sing. <laughs> well, I, do, the, that's do why... Do you I, sing, actually? Do you, do you sing? Or? No, I mean, I'm trying, I'm working on that, but yeah. like... But you want to get your like your calculator drum machine chops, yeah, you know, kind of first, first speed before first you exactly. deal with something that's just a little bit more like esoteric. Like yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, what, uh, do you have shows coming up? Yes, we're playing tonight at a place called Gold Sounds. It's like triple... tonight will be two weeks ago for the people hearing. <laughs> oh, okay, the two weeks ago, got it, got it. But we want to let everyone know that you've missed uh, a great I love show. The show. <laughs> that's so funny. I love it. Uh, we're playing from. I think August 17th to the 27th, we're playing a tour in Florida and Costa Rica. And oh, yeah, so the album, we didn't, oh, right. uh, I'll, I'll mention. Uh, yeah, who, who produced that album, actually? Um, who, so, who recorded that? So the recording engineer is Paul Blackwell. Oh, oh wow. wow. shit. Is that the same Paul Blackwell that's actually the recording <laughs> engineer of First, Last, Best, Worst? That's a crazy coincidence. Oh, my God. Wow. Man, whoa. Whoa. And, uh, yes, amazing. No, it is great. Um, he actually made it happen, which was, like, against all odds, actually. But that could be a very long story, but he, it's like, he really yeah. made it happen. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, against all human odds. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, well, basically, the album is going to be out on August 31st. It's called My Favorite Monster. And now it's on pre-order on iTunes. Um, you can check it out. Um, I'm, like, my name, my, like, Instagram thing is Rotem Sivan Guitar. So you can say hi, send a message. I'll respond. We can communicate. And I can send you a link. Or, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's out there. How many tracks are on the album? There are 10 tracks. There are four singers, one hip-hop artist. Um, some key bass, a lot of stuff. Man, that's cool. great. I, what I love about it is that uh, is the uniqueness of this whole thing. You know, you're taking a form in jazz that you know you often hear. Oh, it's uh, it all sounds the same. You know, which again, that's what we were talking about earlier, where it doesn't really. But to you know, people some people who aren't initiated, right? You know, it, it might, like, oh, it's jazz, right? Yeah. Exactly. And people kind of turn off when they hear that sometimes. But you have this, you, you have that, and then you have all these amazing effects and stuff, but not used in a way that is um, I don't grotesque or something. Yeah. Of course, we're just in the living room. I haven't seen you play a uh, live show, so I'll get back to you with my Chris. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Carl. Yeah, <laughs> still out. Later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on whether or not you are grotesque. <laughs> I'm trying to get there. That's why I have the monsters on. <laughs> yeah, you're ha- yeah, you're halfway there. So, which yeah. one is your favorite monster? The- well, I have a really strong connection with with the, this one, also because I kind of made a hole. So I feel bad. I made a hole in his head. Oh, okay. Because I, I tried to play some. I was like, maybe I can play with him. And then uh-huh. I feel bad. Now he's this this, this <laughs> not disformed. Like my fault. Yeah. 
Well, well, thanks for coming, man. And and do you want to do a wild card song? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to throw this on yeah, you. Yeah, we, like we forgot to mention that. But uh, if you want to play play out on just like a wild card fade out song, just whatever the fuck you want. Can you play us out on a yeah, song? Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, I can play something. Yeah. That would be great. Okay. So thanks again for coming and check out the album uh, August 31st. Yes. All right. Cool. Rotom Seven. <laughs>